Yes. <laughs> the, uh, Let's see if you're a good co-host. <laughs> That'd be so fun, honestly, though. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot of work, though. Like, you get up at, like, 5 a.m. every day. And yeah, then, but then you go well, to bed at I guess, I guess you're drinking by 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I was also thinking, if I drink with you, then I have to drink with my second guest. Then, then, you, like, then you're going to be wasted. <laughs> wasted by the end of the day. Right. <laughs> Well, let's let's get into it because I'm actually really excited to, to like talk about me. Talk about you? No, <laughs> seriously, I am because you know what? Okay, so you know, obviously, I've known you. Well, not obviously; it's obvious between us. Right. But like, I've known you since we were like 14. Right. We're you know in our 30s. Much older. <laughs> um, and you know what? Like, I feel like since for as long as I remember you, you were always confident. You yeah. know, and I think that's probably just part of your personality. Yeah. But I'm sure, like any normal human being, there's been like trials and tribulations and developing more of that. Mm -hmm. Or where does that confidence come from? You know? Yeah. So where do you think your confidence comes from? Um, uh, I think it's an interesting question. I think it comes from like my upbringing mm -hmm. and my parents, like my mom and my dad, like they're both very confident people and I think a lot of people confuse like confidence with um, being like a very like outspoken mm -hmm. or extra extroverted person which mm -hmm. I don't think I am I think I'm you don't think an, so I think I'm this is this I I knew you were gonna say this. <laughs> I think I'm more of an introvert which and that's what I think like the difference is like I think you can be confident mm -hmm. and still be introverted and you know, still like your space and like your quiet mm -hmm. time and stuff like that, but you mm -hmm. still are confident and have, you know, this like way about you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree because I feel like you and Carly have that same type of confidence where you're comfortable yeah. with who you are, but yeah. you guys, it, it manifests in different ways. Right. So you're more, um, I think in social, comparison yeah. to Carly mm -hmm. or even to my other sister, Gina mm -hmm. Marie, mm -hmm. I think people are like, she's the extroverted one. So maybe mm -hmm. in, in comparison, sure. Right. Because um, I can be kind of the ham of the group. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the, clown, the mm -hmm. class clown. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it is something that um, is like comes from my parents mm -hmm. and like how I grew up. And I think my mom and my dad, too, were always very uh, reassuring about like, be who you are, mm -hmm. be yourself, mm -hmm. be who you want to be. Don't let anyone get in the way of that or tell you that, you know, you have to be a certain way or look mm -hmm. a certain way or whatever. And like, even <clears throat> when we were younger, like when we were like five or six or something, I think my parents were like putting us into sports mm -hmm. and my mom let it, let us choose. And she was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, I think it was between like cheerleading or basketball mm. or whatever and I really wanted to play basketball mm. but all of my friends and my sisters were going to do cheerleading mm -hmm. and I was like well I kind of want to do cheerleading because everyone else is doing it yeah. but like I knew that I didn't 
I really didn't want to do cheerleading. Right. My mom was like, you can do both. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm, I'll do basketball. Mm -hmm. And like that kind of, you know, set the tone, I guess, for a lot of it. And, and I really did, I played basketball for a while and I really loved it. Um, and I feel like it shaped, you know, that sort of thing, like shapes mm -hmm. who you are as a kid mm -hmm. and as a teenager. And, but I don't know, I think it's something that, um, in terms of like being confident, I think it's something that, you know, came from my childhood. Yeah. And it's funny because I think um, my mom found like, I don't know if it was like a journal mm -hmm. and I didn't really keep a journal, but maybe I, try, I think I tried at certain times and it fell off. But mm. I think it's like from when I was 10 and I like wrote in like a journal entry about how like fabulous I was <laughs> <laughs> and how like Confident, I yeah. like I wrote oh, this down on paper. Like she found uh -huh. it a few weeks ago. She was like, she's you know cleaning out. Closets. How old were you? I think I was like ten. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, see, I was like, I was like, even back then, like I knew who I was. And my mom was like, yeah, you did. But I was kind of surprised to like see that. I was like, wow, I was. What did you think when you saw that? I don't. I don't remember writing that. You're like, I am fabulous. <laughs> I was like, wow. I didn't realize like even when I was that young. Right. <clears throat> excuse me, even when I was like that young that I felt that way about myself. Mm -hmm. Because I think like growing up as a, a girl or boy or mm -hmm. whatever, you're always trying to fit in mm -hmm. and you're always trying to, you know, be like everybody else mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. be someone else or, you know, you really just want mm -hmm. people to like you. Yeah and think you're cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But um, I think, <clears throat> so I think a lot of people like, you know, they try and figure out their identity, but I think. So do you remember, do you remember trying to fit in and like kind of, you know, be accepted? Yeah, yeah I was like a bit of a tomboy when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and then, which was fine. Is there a memory of you where you're like, I'm trying to fit in, even though this isn't me. I mean, I know you brought up the cheerleading and basketball thing. But. This is even younger. Mm -hmm. My mom put us all in dance class mm -hmm. and like a gymnastics class. Mm -hmm. It was like a tumble class because we were like four. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. Mm -hmm. And I was terrible at it. And I hated wearing like the recital mm -hmm. outfits mm -hmm. with like the two. And I was like four. Yeah. And the makeup and... I remember being in gymnastics class with Carly, mm -hmm. who later on was a, a gymnast. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't like, I couldn't do any of it. I mm. couldn't like do a cartwheel, I couldn't tumble, and I just hated it. Mm -hmm. And I never told my mom because mm -hmm. I think, I was like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And also I was a young kid. Mm -hmm. And then years later, I told my mom, I was like, you know, I was like, I hated dance school. Mm. I hated gymnastics. Like it was torture for me, and I was terrible at it, and yeah. I hated and I hated all of it. She's like, "Well, I didn't mm -hmm. know that. Like, yeah. why didn't you tell me?" I was like, "I just thought that, you know, that's what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I'm a kid." And uh, so, yeah. How do you feel like being confident um, has been has served you in a positive way? <clears throat> um, I think. It has a lot to do with like where I am in my career mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I work in film and television, and it's not—it's not the easiest like mm. industry 
to be in, especially as a woman. Mm -hmm. And um, what about it? It's tough. I think um, I mean a lot of people. I started like at the bottom at like an entry level position as a production assistant, which most people do. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It's just like a lot of people will try to like discourage you mm -hmm. from being in the industry in general or mm -hmm. even like having certain goals. Like mm -hmm. I started as a production assistant and now I'm an assistant director. Mm -hmm. And when I started and I would like, you know, meet new, you meet a lot of new people on set all mm -hmm. the time and I would like meet new people and they would ask me like, oh, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And I would say, oh, I think I want to be an assistant director. Mm -hmm. And some people would be supportive because mm -hmm. it's like a, it's a pretty, you know, uh, normal job that a lot of people have. And then some, some people would be like, Oh, you, like you? Really? What do they mean by that? I don't know. I think I think they just. I think some people try to knock you down without mm -hmm. even really like knowing you. And then there are some other people who try to knock you down because they see you as competition. Mm. Like I worked on this movie as a production assistant. Um, I don't know, many years ago, and I was pretty new, like to the industry, mm -hmm. and um, I had many jobs on that that movie um, but there was probably about like seven or like six PAs mm -hmm. so we're mm -hmm. all you know at the same level and some have more experience than I do or whatever but to me I'm like we're all on the same movie mm -hmm. so like let's treat each other like equals right that's right. I don't know that's where I always come from and even if I'm you know someone's boss I still try to treat them like mm -hmm. a person mm -hmm. um, but there was this other girl this other woman who was also a PA who would like constantly knock me down, but I didn't even know that she was doing it because oh. I was kind of, I guess I was kind of oblivious to mm. it or kind of oblivious to why would someone try to make me feel inferior to them when right. we're on the same level. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then another coworker was like, she's trying to intimidate you. Mm. Like she's bullying you and she's trying to intimidate you. But you, you. didn't realize that, that like realize what she was doing? No. Not that she was trying to bully you, but did you, I mean, obviously she's not saying nice things to you. Do you realize, oh, she's like kind of being mean to me I think or? In her, I think in her head she was like, sorry. I think in her head she was trying to play like a, a mind game with me, but I was just so not even paying attention to any of that or. Right, because you're not trying to play mind game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, someone, one of our coworkers was like, oh, she's, I think she's bullied, like she's, trying to intimidate you and she's bullying you and I was like why yeah how like, did you feel when you came to that when that was brought to your attention I thought it was funny and mm. then again because we were we basically did the same job so I was mm -hmm. like I don't know why I should feel intimidated by you or mm -hmm. and I also thought like she must feel really insecure mm -hmm. and threatened by me right. if she thinks that she needs to Play these mind games with mm -hmm. me, and then she got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then she got fired because I think like weeks later, she yelled at me. <laughs> she yelled at you. She yelled at me on on over walkie. Like we all uh -huh. wear walkie on set. Yeah. And if you, um, you know, if you have more, they say if you have more than like five to ten words to say on channel one, mm -hmm. then you should switch to another channel mm -hmm. so that you don't, you know. Mm -hmm. And so she, she asked me to go to two, 
Anyway, she's, she was taking a van that my stuff was in. Mm -hmm. And she was like, can you come take your stuff out of this van? I'm taking the van. And I said, okay, I'll be there in five minutes. I was like, doing mm -hmm. something else. And then she screamed at me on channel two and was like, I have to take this van right now. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, mm -hmm. I'll be right there. And again, I was like, yo, chill. Like, chill. <laughs> Still unfazed. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the producers comes up to me and was like, she can't talk to you that way. Mm. And I was like, oh, did you hear that? Because yeah. it was on, like, producers don't usually wear walkies. Mm -hmm. He heard the whole thing and then he was like, she can't talk to you that way. That's unacceptable. Like, has she done this before? And mm -hmm. she had, like, she has. Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, she has. But I was like, but it's not a big deal. Like, you know, and he's like, no. And then they like fired her mm. on the spot. Yeah. Oh my God. And they sent her home. Like, what did it. you feel? What did you think when they fired her? felt bad, mm -hmm. but I also felt like I wasn't sad. Mm -hmm. I was, I felt bad for her because she was out of a job. Mm -hmm. um, but it was all, but it was also like karma mm -hmm. because she again was sort of being like a sort of bully yep. in an environment mm -hmm. that it wasn't really necessary. Right. I mean, it's never necessary, but. Um, so like, okay, so I've been in situations you know, so, I mean, I think a lot of people have probably been in situations where they encounter people who are not nice to them and right. are intimate, like trying to intimidate someone or bully someone. But for me, it's like, it's hard for me to stop thinking about it. And I just kind of, right. I can't compartmentalize it. It's yeah. hard to compartmentalize. Like, so like in the day to day, like obviously that wasn't the first time. Right. Like, how did you manage your work days? Well, with her in that situation, I wasn't really phased by it mm -hmm. because it didn't, I mean, it might sound like a little like robotic, but it didn't really af affect me because mm. of who she was. And so I wasn't really phased by it, but there have been other situations where like, you know, I was working with a certain director or whatever, and she would, we would have these interactions where you're like, oh, this like hurts my soul, mm. the way that she's speaking to me mm. and addressing me. And then you do go home and you carry that with you mm -hmm. and you think like, how can you, how can I address this? Like I have to be respectful, mm. but, um, and in this situation, like I was an assistant director, so I was working very closely with her mm -hmm. and like basically standing next to her all day long. Mm -hmm. But she would like, just, she'd be very nice and we got along great and we had a great relationship and then she would just snap mm. and you know like and I am not like that mm -hmm. and I don't let you know I don't like when people are like that mm -hmm. and so like you kind of suck it up because you think like well she's the director I have to take this from yeah. her mm -hmm. and then it got to a point where we were on set one day and she did it again and I was like you can't speak to me this way mm. and she was like excuse me and I was like, I was almost like near tears too, because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this right mm -hmm. now. But I was like, you can't address me this way. Yeah. Like I'm here. And she would sometimes do it to the rest of the crew. She would get just like so like amped up that, you know, she would just speak poorly to the crew or whatever. Not like, yeah. you know, mean or anything, just kind of like get agitated and mm -hmm. not know how to express herself. and. So I like stuck up for myself and I actually like stuck up for the rest of the crew too. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, we're all here like for you right. making your movie. Right. And it was a very low budget movie. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we really were all there 
for the art. Yeah. And because we liked her and, mm -hmm. and loved the script and like believed in the script and the project. Mm. And I remember people like walked off set because <laughs> we like got into Oh, this like, was in art. front of... This was on set. On in set. In front of people. Oh my God. But because she was, <clears throat> she kind of like was going off again and I was like, you can't, you can't keep doing this. Like yeah. you can't speak to me this way. Right. You can't talk to the rest of the crew this way. Yeah. It's just unacceptable. Like we're all here for you. Mm -hmm. And she actually took it really well. Oh, she okay. was like, I've been waiting for you to stick up for yourself. What? Yeah, so it was like okay. another bully situation. She, I know, she sounds like a little like a psychopath. I mean, she's great. Like I love her and I would work with her again and again. Uh -huh. But she, but yes, she, it was like it's another sort of like, let me see, you know, there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. Who are like, let me see how far I can push her mm -hmm. or or push them and let me see how much I can get away mm -hmm. with, which is really unhealthy, but it happens a lot in, yeah. in film and TV. Right. Yeah. So, okay, that's, first of all, that is really insane. But yeah. like, like you said, mm -hmm. that is just kind of like, um, if you're going to exist in this world, it's like a constant barrage of meeting people like that. And of course, obviously good people too. Right. How do you... Like, I guess, like, how do you maintain a sense of self? Because I also feel like part of the reason why it is important to be self-confident or, like, have confidence is because it's it's not only for your own health, but I feel like for the health of other people. Because mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of like what you said earlier. When someone is behaving in that manner, it is usually because they have low self-esteem or they're insecure. Right. So it's important that we as individuals have a level of self-assurance so that we don't then respond that way too. Um, but like, I guess like it's, it's easy. I feel like also in New York to get like, a lot of people have strong personalities mm -hmm. and this is like the city that, you know, it's the hustle, it's the grind. It's what shapes a certain grit in people. Um, but like, how do you maintain your sense of self? Because of course, I think like any normal person would probably feel like, is it me? Like, am I not measuring up or yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it is hard. I think it's a very fine line, mm -hmm. especially like if you're new in the industry, mm -hmm. maybe not so much now. I'm going to sound old, but <laughs> not that old, but when I was coming up, it was very much like, shut up be mm. quiet, mm -hmm. like do as you're told, mm -hmm. don't cause a scene. And it was, it was almost like you have no rights, mm -hmm. which is not, you know, great. You're like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. just, you, you feel like you're in the military, which you're not, but, um, but I do think it's a fine line. And I, I think you like, you end up, you work with certain people who follow that sort of like mantra where mm -hmm. they're like, you're not a real person, yep. you have mm -hmm. whatever. And then you work with other people who are just as good at their job mm -hmm. and they treat you like a real person mm -hmm. and they care about you and they may not even really know you that well, but they still like treat you like a person, which sounds like a very like normal thing Basic that thing. everyone yeah, right. should be doing in life, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. Um, so I think, I mean, I always like tell people that I work with like, on my team and just whatever, like, I think it's really important to be nice to everyone and to like everyone that you meet and everyone that you work with until they, until there's a reason not to be. Mm. Like you don't, I don't think you have to be like mean or stern. Like I think it's in certain situations you have to be stern, but like I don't think you have to come off like as 
I'm the boss and what I mm -hmm. say goes, you know, and like I think if people like working with you, mm -hmm. then the respect comes naturally. Right. You know, everyone in every industry, but especially in this industry, like they really like strive to be respected. Yeah. It's like a big thing. Like uh, you have to respect me because, because this is my title and mm -hmm. this is what I do. But you know, you can be the director of a show or a movie and people may still not respect mm -hmm. you. Like you could mm -hmm. still be a dick. Like yeah. I'm not going to respect you, but I'll, I'll work with you because yeah. we're, we're all here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that I feel like I got off track. I think that, yeah, it's important to, this is going to sound cheesy. I think it's important to remember that like we're all equal mm -hmm. in a sense mm -hmm. and we're all here doing the same. It goes back to like that conversation I, or fight I had with that director. Yeah. Like we're all here working towards the same goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't really understand like if, if I'm making less money than you as a production assistant mm -hmm. or whatever, why that means you get to treat me like a lesser person. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what like I kind of grew up in in the industry. It's just like, oh, you're a PA, you're at the bottom of the totem pole, so like I'm gonna treat you like shit. Mm -hmm. And it still happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It still happens now, which is not <clears throat> is not great. But I always tell my staff like, if someone is like being nasty to you mm -hmm. or you feel they're speaking to you in the wrong way, yeah. then come to me and I will like I will stick up for right. you and I will support you. But if I don't know about it and you don't tell me and you're not honest, like then there's nothing I can do about mm -hmm. it. But it's still a thing. Yeah, you know, I used to have um, bosses who would say like, oh, like, you know, this generation has it so easy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like their badge of honor of like, it's the hardness of work that's shaped them to right. be who they are, and like, oh, this is like, this is nothing, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like when I when I was a PA, yeah. we didn't sleep for three days, right? And we weren't right. allowed to eat, and we never s sat down, mm -hmm. which is definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think like the last movie I was a, a production assistant on, um, I got yelled at for not sitting, leaning against a wall. Oh my God. <laughs> well, why were you leaning on the wall? I, I, I mean, a good question. Yeah, and I got like snapped, she snapped in my face. Oh God. She said, get off that wall. And I was like, oh, uh, no. Yeah. And I was already like transitioning into like the uh, being an assistant director mm -hmm. and, um, and I had gone back and done a week on this movie because it was like a cool movie mm -hmm. and I knew a lot of people on it and they had asked me to go uh, be LeBron James's like personal. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go do a week of that. And it was like, it was cool and it was fun, but it was like, I was like, oh, I forgot how hard this is. Mm. Like it's so, it sounds dumb to a lot of people who've never done it before, but mm -hmm. it's so hard to be on your feet yeah. for 14 hours. Yeah sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you also like you have no control mm -hmm. you know like you have no control of like when you get to go to the bathroom mm -hmm. or like when you get to eat mm -hmm. or sit down yeah or lean on a wall so <laughs> it's um yeah it was like a kind of a wake-up call where i was like oh yeah i'm done doing this right. i'm done being a pa mm -hmm. but it's it's hard it's like really and they make the least amount of money yeah which is insane because right. they work so hard very hard yeah yeah 
So, like, do you remember um, when your sense of self, whether it's personally or professionally, where it, like, your sense of self was tested? Um, like, in what way? Like, I guess just like, like, like you're maybe had doubts about yourself or shaken to your core of like yeah. who, of who you are. I mean, I think it's happened a few times. I think it happens to everybody, but I think it's happened a few times. Um, I think I worked on this movie, again, as a production assistant, and um, I knew that I wanted to be an AD, mm -hmm. and that's like what I was working towards, mm -hmm. and like, um, you know, just, and it was like when I was a PA and even now it was it was pretty busy, but mm -hmm. I worked I didn't work in TV right away. Like I worked up on like a lot of indie films. So mm -hmm. they were like lower budget and mm -hmm. the crew's usually a little bit smaller and so you're doing kind of like a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember working on this movie where we had like sixteen year olds. Sixteen year old mm -hmm. actors. So with that there's time restrictions. Mm -hmm because they're minors mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to work them over like 10 hours or something. And one of the actors were like, we call it like pumpkin. One of the actors was about to pumpkin or like expire. <laughs> Cinderella reference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I like told the first AD mm -hmm. as a PA, which I shouldn't, shouldn't have even been the one to like really break this news to him. But I was mm -hmm. like, you know, this kid's gonna pumpkin in mm -hmm. like 30 minutes mm -hmm. and we still have like a whole mm -hmm. scene with him to do. <clears throat> and that like made him really angry and he like tore his walkie off of himself and mm -hmm. like threw it in our direction. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's unacceptable. Like we have to do this, this and this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we had to like change him over. And I just remember like running from set to like the hair and makeup trailer mm. to like change him over and it was just like chaos yeah and then like at the end of the day I was like what am I doing mm -hmm. like why mm -hmm. am I doing this mm. like why is it acceptable for this you know person to get so angry yeah at me for no reason but and to throw his walkie I was like what am I is this really what I want to do right. and then I kind of had like a whole thing of because when I was in high school, I really wanted to go to cosmetology school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe I'll just go do that. Really? Yeah. Wait, I, when I, was it, when, what point of this of your career was this? Uh, this uh, I was like, maybe like 25. Okay, so a while ago. Yeah, it was a while yeah. ago. And I had been PAing for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, this was definitely like, a bigger movie that I I was doing, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, in terms of budget, it wasn't that big, but there was like a lot of actors mm -hmm. on it. And there was probably about like six or seven actors, mm -hmm. like almost every day. Mm -hmm. And I was like the only one yeah. who was in charge of them. I was mm -hmm. like, how am I supposed to be in like five <laughs> places at once? Right. Like, I don't understand. But did you think that you wanted to change careers because you're like, is this what it's like? Or, yeah. yeah, and you're like, and yeah, I don't it was be a like, is this. this really like, and I'm not cut out for it, kind of a thing, or um, a little, a little bit of that, but mm -hmm. more so of like, what sort of quality of life mm. am I going to have? Like, I'm looking at this, you know, this person who is my boss mm -hmm. and who has been in the industry, and it's basically doing the job that I mm -hmm. wanted to do mm -hmm. someday, and I was like, that doesn't 
that doesn't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be him. I don't want to be throwing walkies and being stressed out about, you know, kids and mm -hmm. whatever. So I like, yeah, I like had like a little bit of a, I don't know, crisis, I guess, identity crisis yeah. where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to hair school mm -hmm. and I'll learn how to do hair mm -hmm. and then I'll still work in the industry. Yeah. Cause I like doing that, but yeah. I was like, I'll just go like be a hairstylist. Like what changed your mind? Um, I think I just got over it. Mm. Like, I think I finished that movie mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'll just never work with that person again. Yeah. And I did talk to one of my best friends is, um, she's a makeup artist in, in film and TV. And she also, she went to cosmetology school. She does hair. She, mm -hmm. does, she does my hair too. Mm -hmm. But she does like hair on the side too now. And I was talking to her about it. She's like, well, here's like options. Mm -hmm. Like you can go like take this course. Like mm. she really did like help me kind of like figure it out yeah. and think like, okay, well, if this is what I want to do, like here's mm -hmm. how I can do it. Yeah. It wasn't like, now what? But then I think, I think I just like got over it and probably got another job as a PA and mm -hmm. was like, all right, this is fine. What do you like most about your job? Do you feel like it fits your personality well or? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, right now, currently, I'm what you call a key second assistant director. Mm -hmm. So I'm right under the first AD and- uh, Can you give us context for like AD okay, and so, stuff? <clears throat> I'm sure people I should, I don't should have know. like built a chart. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> okay, so at the very top. <laughs> Here's our org chart. Maybe we can like very, put it in digitally or something. Yeah, yeah. At the very top, it's, it, it can be like a Christmas tree. Yeah. At the very top, there's the director. Mm -hmm. um, and then I won't talk really about producers because they're what we call above the line. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and the director is also above the line. What is the line? So the line is the budget. Okay. So, and like, who's included in your budget and how like above the line producer like producers aren't included in that because like you don't really pay them like benefits or they're um, making money on how the film performs yeah basically. i mean they usually make money like you know as we're going to but like mm -hmm. they're not when you submit a budget and you submit i mean in new york there's a tax incentive and stuff so when you submit all of that like you don't include those producers mm, and okay. those people because okay. they're above the line so they're not included in your like main budget mm -hmm. i think i'm explaining that correctly mm -hmm. um but yeah so there's, this for a while. <laughs> i know but like i'm not a producer and i'm not and then there's you know there's a line producer mm -hmm. who is in charge of the budget i see and you know you, they're under the line they're above they they're above are the technically line, yeah. above oh, the line okay. yeah and then there's a production manager a unit production manager who mm -hmm. is I think under the line. Okay. It's below. There's above the line. And, and then below. I'm what you call below <laughs> the line. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but then, you know, there's the director. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in the assistant director's department, mm -hmm. or what we call AD. And so there's the first AD yep. who is, who runs the set. He or she runs the set, they're in charge of like scheduling everything mm -hmm. and... More administrative and logistics and not artistically per se. Yes and no, because like, you know, we all get, um, we all get prep time. Like I'll talk in terms of a TV show. So like if you're doing like a TV show, you get like, let's say two weeks of prep before mm -hmm. you start shooting. Mm -hmm. 
So when you do that, like you create the schedule, you read the script, mm -hmm. you create the schedule, you go scouting mm -hmm. to look at locations, and then you do like a big technical scout with the entire crew, mm. so that you can say like you know you would bring them here. This is where we're going to do the interview, mm -hmm. and we'll have two people sitting here, mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. And then you just see like all of the locations. You do that in prep, and then when it comes to shooting, like the first AD is on set all the time oh, okay. and they work very closely with the director mm -hmm. and depending on like how experienced or it could or if the director is more of like collaborative mm -hmm. the first ad can have like a lot of opinions mm -hmm. or you know they might welcome that sort of thing but yeah like the first ad is in charge of like keeping making the day mm -hmm. so like if you have like four scenes scheduled in a day it's like making the day breaking on like breaking for lunch on time mm -hmm. they don't nobody likes overtime or mm -hmm. whatever and like that sort of thing and just like driving the show mm -hmm. every single day so mm -hmm. like that's stressful and yeah. then basically telling everybody everything yeah. like okay we're gonna do this scene now we're doing a rehearsal mm -hmm. now we're doing now we're setting up with camera and lighting okay now we're shooting gotcha um but then so the first idea is mainly on set mm -hmm. and then my my role as a second AD, I'm offset most mm -hmm. of the time. Like, I'm still there on location or at mm -hmm. the studio or whatever. But most of the time, like, I'm offset and I'm I might be in base camp, which mm -hmm. is like where all of our trailers are, where the mm -hmm. actors get ready mm -hmm. and where hair and makeup is. And I'm like running that world of putting the actors through hair and makeup mm -hmm. and like scheduling all of that too. Mm -hmm. So like, I will schedule the days with the um, the first AD. Mm -hmm. And one of my main jobs when we're shooting is making a call sheet. Mm -hmm. and, and that's like our schedule. For, oh, I should have brought stuff. <laughs> and that's like our schedule for the uh -huh. day. So, you know, it has the scenes that you're going to shoot and then the actors that are mm -hmm. filming that day, what times they're coming in. Mm -hmm. So like, and then like background actors. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's like a sheet of the plan mm -hmm. for the day. But it's a lot. It's a lot of information. Yeah. And then also like what's needed. Like, do we need cars? Do we need a shovel mm -hmm. and then most of the time it'll have like the advance like the next day's work or the, mm -hmm. like the next two days works or whatever and then on the back is the crew right. and their call times okay i think what i want people to understand is like oh this is what i'm going to say is because as a second ad like this is what some people and maybe you yourself like will make a full career out of like this yeah. is kind of what you reach and then like you become a really good yeah. second ad yeah situation yeah, that's totally mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to, I could do the. I could stay in this position for the rest of my career. Mm -hmm. um, let me go back because I just want to explain like the department. Okay. So like, there's the there's a director, blah blah blah, and then there's the first AD, second AD. Mm -hmm. There's a second second, mm -hmm. which is on set, usually on set with the first, like mm -hmm. running set, and then there's usually a production staff, like mm -hmm. seven production assistants or whatever, who do mm -hmm. various things. Um, but yeah, like you could, I could be a second AD for the rest of my life. Right. I Do don't, you want to? I don't, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I, I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. I like what I do. And I think I've gotten to a point where I'm very comfortable mm -hmm. in the position and in the role. And like, I know um, what my job is which sounds silly, but like when you're first starting out and you don't really know um, like what all the things that you're supposed to be doing, which is a lot, like you're 
in charge of a lot and you're mm -hmm. involved in a lot of planning and a lot of departments and stuff but um, so like at first it was kind of like overwhelming mm -hmm. but now I'm like oh I I understand this position and mm -hmm. I like it and it's it's stressful at times obviously but it's it's fun and I always thought I wanted to be at first. Yeah. I always thought I wanted to be on set. But now I'm like, do so I? intense. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like you have the better job I know. In that and it's, it's, I mean, being on set all day long is stressful. Yeah. You know? Because those are usually 12 plus hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I usually work more hours than the first day. Oh, okay. Because, like, I'll come in, most of the time, I'll come in earlier mm -hmm. with the actors. Mm -hmm. Like, the actors will, like, come in before crew calls so they mm -hmm. can go through hair and makeup and costumes and you know the show that I work on a lot is like we'll have like three hour pre-calls for mm -hmm. the actors so like if crew's coming in at seven I'm in at like 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. with the oh, actors God. putting them through yeah and it's crazy but at the same time it's you know you get I guess you get used to it you know, when you look back at your younger self um, and who you are today is there anything surprising about like who you've become? Um, I like never, I didn't know that I wanted to work in TV mm -hmm. until someone told me, I don't want to give this person all the credit, um, but someone told like, I, Is it me? No. <laughs> no, it's a nice boyfriend. Oh, let's not talk about him. <laughs> No, but like I interviewed for this job, for like mm -hmm. this internship, mm -hmm. and he was like, I think you'd be a good AD. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what's an AD? Yeah. You know, I was like, and he's like, oh, an assistant director does this. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I kind of just like fell. I think a lot of people just fall sure, into it. Sure, yeah. But I do think that like no matter what career yeah. I would have chosen, like mm -hmm. I would still be the same person, so to speak. Right. Like I don't think... I don't know. Do you feel like, so like as a kid, I mean, when you're younger, maybe in high school and, you know, it's like the time where you're trying to figure out who you are yeah. and all this stuff. Like, you know, thinking about like you at 14 yeah. in music class, meeting the best person you ever met. Um, and watching like, one of the best films. Do you remember what movie we watched in music Amadeus. Yeah. Love that movie. So good. So good. Yeah. I still, I still watch it. So good. <laughs> and... Um, like remembering like being that person to like who you are now you know you know besides like your career and all these like right. material accomplishments that you do you did achieve which is great too but like as a person of like this is you know who i am or like this is what i believe in these are my values like is there anything about who you are um different from what like maybe not what you expected or are you do you feel you just came more into yourself yeah, I think when you're like a kid and when you're in high school and stuff, you think like, oh, I'm going to go to the Olympics. And, <laughs> and I'm going to go, like in high school, right, I didn't think track? that. Yeah. No, no, because I like, I, but like when I was younger yeah. and I was like playing basketball, sure. I was oh. like, I'm going to play for the WNBA. <laughs> I'm like 5'4". Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> It was even smaller then. But, mm -hmm. you know, you have like these grand ideas of like mm -hmm. what your life is gonna be, but mm. then when I was in high school, mm -hmm. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even wanna go to college. Yeah. And my mom made me. Mm -hmm. She was like, you're gonna go to college, you're mm -hmm. gonna get a degree. What and did you study again? Film. Film, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. Yeah, film. Um, Binghamton. Um, mm -hmm. But she was like, you're gonna go to college and then you can do 
whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Cause I, like, I wanted to go to hair school. Mm -hmm. I want to go to cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. She was like, yeah, no, go to college. And then, so what drew you to film then? Um, I mean, my mom in a way, but also like, I mean, I, I do, I was always very like into movies mm -hmm. and TV when mm -hmm. I was younger. Like, I think maybe when we were 15 or 14 or 15, Carly had like strap or I think she had tonsillitis. Mm. She had it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And there was this one, it was probably like the second or third time and she was sick for like two weeks mm -hmm. or like, and she was out of school for like a week or two or something. And my mom rented like a bunch of like videos from Blockbuster. <laughs> and one of them was Moulin Rouge. Mm -hmm. And I, ju Rouge. I just, I just remember, too, yeah. I'm obsessed, I'm still yeah. obsessed with it. And yeah. I just remember like watching it for the first time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even in a theater. We watched it like in our living room, mm -hmm. watching it for the first time and being like, whoa, mm -hmm. this is, like so awesome mm -hmm. and I loved it so and we watched it like seven times like in one week or whatever mm -hmm. like and like saying to it and I don't think Carly's like as obsessed with it but mm -hmm. I she definitely remembers it but mm -hmm. and just kind of like being in awe of that whole like production yeah. and being like wow that is so cool that like that's a job yeah that yeah someone can do like that this director like wrote this script mm -hmm. and then like that's what it turned mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. and I also remember like watching like the behind the scenes mm -hmm. and the interviews like I probably we probably like destroyed that VHS because mm -hmm. we watched it so many times well, especially something someone like is Baz Luhrmann is how yeah. you think yeah he, like that's his style he's yeah. this like spectacle and yeah. like, it's all of this yeah it's, it's just like Fantastic. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. And yeah. It's and I remember like watching that and being like, oh, I just want to like be in that world in some way. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of why like I wanted to do hair mm -hmm. because his wife is um, she's the like hair and makeup designer. Mm -hmm. They do it a little differently mm -hmm. outside of the U.S. So mm -hmm. like she's the hair and makeup designer and she's also the costume designer mm. like on all of his movies mm -hmm. and I was like what a job like this woman <laughs> like Nicole Kidman yeah. is stunning yeah. in this movie everyone is stunning yeah. in that movie and like the hair and the costumes and I just kind of like wrapped up in that and I was right. like yeah I'd love to like learn how to do hair and then mm -hmm. like work on movies mm -hmm. and you know work on photo shoots and in that sort of way and um but I don't know I think when I went to college mm -hmm. and eventually like I went to Binghamton, my mom, I transferred after like a first semester mm -hmm. at St. John's on Staten Island and I hated it. Mm -hmm. as, you, <laughs> as you should. It was like high school all over again. Nothing you know? wrong with it, but it's just like, I'm sure it's just like being in your hometown. It's, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just. And then it was all like, you know, I didn't think I was ready to go away. And then I went there for a semester mm -hmm. and it was just like, it didn't feel like a continuation of high school. It felt like a continuation of being at someone else's high school. Oh. Like I was a transfer student oh, like at just, C or oh, something. Yeah, Cause it was like yeah. all the C kids and oh, like all the private God. school kids. Yeah. So I was like, Ugh, I don't really belong here. Mm -hmm. So then I transferred to Binghamton and my mom was like, well, you should pick something. You should pick a major mm. that will like help you stand out. Cause mm -hmm. like when you transfer, you have to pick a major. She was like, why don't you choose film? Mm. I was like, okay, sure. So I chose film. I got accepted somehow. 
And then I was like, well, I guess I'll just like major in film mm -hmm. and take film classes and stuff here because I don't really, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I yeah. didn't want to like be a doctor or I didn't, I didn't really want to do anything real. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I did probably didn't want to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll just major in film. Yeah. That's what I did. I, you know what? I feel like it's also, it's good to hear you say that because, um, cause you're, you're, you know, you are successful now, yeah. you know, and, um, thank you. yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, humility. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Duh. No, 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 but, but yeah, yeah, you are successful and, you know, in, in, in not just in your career, but I mean, in, in this, we're talking about jobs right now. And it's like, you didn't know and like you are successful and like yeah. you don't have to always know sometimes no. we do fall you know into things whether it's our mom or ex-boyfriends or you know yeah. and like you know you'll figure it out yeah. as you go yeah you know um, i'm curious to know though like like at home like outside of work are there rituals or um like self-care routines that you do to kind of like help have a healthy sense of physical and like emotional self. That's sense a good of question. Self? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, it is because like, you know, you get like so wrapped up mm. and you forget to take care of yourself. And mm. I think I've actually, I've gotten better about taking care of myself mm -hmm. since um, we were in quarantine. Mm. Um, so this is new then. Well, I always like, I will say this. I've always cared about sounds vain. I've always cared about like how I look. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always, I'm always, I was always that type of person who would, you know, wake up a little bit earlier to mm -hmm. leave myself time to make a coffee, mm -hmm. maybe shower, mm -hmm. if I, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like do my hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. And it could be like 10 minutes, could mm -hmm. be 20 minutes, whatever. But I always, and then even the night before, like I'll lay out my clothes. Mm -hmm. So I always had like that sort of routine mm -hmm. where I was like, okay, let me lay out my clothes and then in the morning I'll have my coffee and I'll do my hair and makeup. What is about um, makeup and hair and like how you present yourself? Like what about that is important for you? So I think for, for me personally, I think that like if I, if I look a certain way for mm -hmm. myself, like mm -hmm. if I feel like I look good, mm -hmm. I feel a lot better. Like if I run a, I, if I run a comb through my hair mm -hmm. or a flat iron my hair and like put a little mascara mm -hmm. on, I feel a lot better about the rest of the day mm. and again it sounds vain but no, it really does I, like it's all about you. setting yourself yes. up for mm -hmm. the rest of the day and then you're not like you know passing a mirror at work and you're like oh yes. who is that yes. like what, what are you doing mm -hmm. so i do think and i think that comes from my mom too i think mm -hmm. she's always like look good feel good and it's like a i think it's a good mantra too because like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what looking good to anyone else yeah. is mm -hmm. it's all about what looking good or even like feeling good is to you right you know and like if it's just waking up and like taking a shower and taking time to have like yeah. a cup of coffee mm -hmm. and reading a newspaper like i think that's i think it's healthy yeah. in a way in quarantine i literally dressed up for work every day that's good though. yeah because yeah, i'm like working from home i didn't yeah. have an office to go to yeah. but it was like it was my routine i get up i do my hair do my makeup get my clothes on and you f it yeah. prepares you for the day. Yeah, you set yeah. yourself up. And it's also like, it's a mind trick too. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you're like, okay. And then if, I mean, with the world of Zoom and mm -hmm. quarantine, you're like, you're looking at yourself much more yeah. on Zoom <laughs> you're just like, than oh, you God. normally would if you're in the office. You're yeah. like forced to look at yourself totally. and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I just, 
and I didn't work during, during quarantine. Mm, like mm -hmm. the film industry shut down, mm -hmm. so I was, you know, kind of just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. but but during quarantine, I started working out, mm -hmm. which I like never really had a <clears throat> like a daily or weekly workout routine mm. since. What what inspired you to start doing that? Uh, I have no hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> It became, I already knew this, became painful, painful, uh, painfully clear mm. during quarantine that I have no hobbies. I, you didn't because know I work yourself. so much, yeah. I like work so much. And then like on the weekends, I would either, you know, hang out with friends. I love watching TV. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to admit that, mm -hmm. you know, hang out with friends, go out, have dinner. So like I'm social, yeah. but I don't have any hobbies for mm -hmm. myself like my boyfriend mm -hmm. and I think this has a lot to do with him being a Scorpio <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of hobbies mm -hmm. he plays guitar he like we have a keyboard so mm -hmm. he like taught himself how to play the, the piano mm -hmm. and he like would keep him would wake up and keep himself busy God, yeah. during the day mm -hmm. and then like I would wake up and I'd be like now, like, okay, I woke up. Like, yeah. now what am I supposed to do? Right, you can't see anybody. You can't yeah. do the social thing. So I was yeah. like, I think I need to, like, start running again mm. or start working out. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was like, I need to. And I remember talking to him about it, too. I was like, I need to do something. Yeah. Like, why not, like, start working out? And my friend at the time, she got, like, like a stationary bike. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, I, like, I got a stationary bike. Like, you should get one, too. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay. And mm -hmm. I, like, bought one. And then I started doing Peloton. Mm, you love your Peloton. And now I'm completely addicted. But yeah. like I did, um, but I do enjoy it. And I mm. did enjoy it like when I first started doing it. Mm -hmm. Like about, I mean, it's been like a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. A little less. But, um, but then when I went back to work, I was like, okay, I'm going I'm gonna force myself to work this into my routine mm, mm -hmm. because I liked it. And, it yeah. made me, and again, it, like, it made me feel good. And yeah. I know like a lot of like my friends or family were like, why are you working out so much? Mm -hmm. Or like, what's this new like workout routine? Mm -hmm. And I was like, they're like, are you trying to lose weight? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. like, no, I was like, it's my hobby. Peloton yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is my hobby. And, uh -huh. it's, and then, uh, you know, and the, but I made a point of like trying to like stick with that. Mm while working because I feel like it it's it's healthy in a way to like do something for yourself. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you know, every other day or mm -hmm. whatever. And you know, some days I would like wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and get on the bike. Really? Wow. Like and like for like twenty minutes. Yeah. And then, you know, go to work or whatever. But then I was like, wow, I feel like the rest of the day, you're like, I feel great. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 4 a.m., I feel amazing. Besides the physical change or like feeling of, you know, physically feeling well, is there, um, did you notice a change about yourself? Yeah, I think, um, I think it just like is mentally healthy mm. in a way. Like, and how so for you? I think because of like my, job and like how many hours I work every day like when I am like working I mm -hmm. think a lot of the times like you wake up you drag yourself out of bed and mm -hmm. you know you have a cup of coffee and then like you go to work and yeah. it's just like wake up work come home sleep mm -hmm. maybe have a glass of wine yeah go to sleep yeah and then you're doing the same thing every day and you're not really doing anything for yourself mm -hmm. which is very like 
mentally tasking, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard on yourself, and it's hard to kind of stay in like a positive mindset mm-hmm. and be happy every day. I guess. I mean, even though you're, you're just like, like the monoton- monotony yeah, of it, it's just like, and you're working so many hours, you're just yeah. tired. Yeah. You just get like really tired, and even though like I I love my job and stuff, but with the and then there were there are some days which I think everyone probably has have these days like you wake up and you're exhausted mm. and then you can't shake that yeah. exhaustion mm. and you go to work and you're like oh, I just feel so tired today mm. and you just have like a really bad day because you feel like really sluggish but I I feel like with working out in the morning it doesn't really happen anymore mm. and it just kind of like sets I mean there is a thing to say about like you know, a runner's high or yeah. an exercise high where you just feel so much better. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have this energy mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's obviously not for everyone. And I think it's, you know, I don't have any kids or anything. Mm-hmm. So like, and I don't have any pets. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like my routine is yeah. my routine and nothing's really like getting in the way of that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, it's really helped me to kind of like, stay in a routine that is healthy for me instead of just like being all about work and being you know all just doing that and what you it burns you out right it really does I think it's important what you said which is um like you intentionally built this into your routine because I think I think what you're saying about your lifestyle um whether you do have kids or you know or other responsibilities it's like you almost become asleep and to the you know the routine of your life you know like on autopilot exactly yeah yeah. and so i think that breaking it up and being intentional about because it's not going to take that long like how long are you working out for like 30 minutes an hour like i mean on days where i don't have that much time like even doing 10 minutes yeah even like getting up Mm -hmm. and like getting on the bike or doing something for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. it makes such a difference yeah Mm -hmm. and like i think some people are like oh, wow, like, what can you accomplish in 10 minutes? And it's like, that's not the point. You know what? I agree with you yeah. because I, so I went through so many different, like, workout fads, yeah. diet fads, and, you know, a lot of it's, like, the high-intensity training, circuit training, and, yeah. I mean, that's all great, too, but I just, I do feel like a lot of it more is now, like, consistency versus intensity. Right. And so I do, um, Chloe Ting, do you know Chloe yeah, Ting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. her workouts. Usually, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Her longest, it's, like, 25. You know, when I do a 10-minute workout, on a regular basis, even just doing a 10 minute work, my heart's racing, yeah. I'm sweating and I just feel better, but I'm not like, um, there's less, I'm not like dreading it. I'm like, right. I can do it. It's you look 10 minutes. To it. Yeah. yeah. And then you feel so good. Yeah. And my brother-in-law said the same thing. He's like, what happens in 10 minutes? I'm like, you'd be surprised. Yeah. And if you do it every day, it like compounds. Yeah. yeah. And this is always coming from people who are like, don't work out or yeah. don't have a routine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. But yeah, but you're right. It's yeah. like just doing, or even like going for a walk. Yeah. Like there really mm-hmm. is, you know, during quarantine, like we would do that too. We would go for like these long, like, mm-hmm. you know, hour walks. That's how you know that we're old. Cause you know, when I was younger, I'm Word. like, what are these, what are these moms doing? Cause they're like, I, old moms are like, go for a walk. I'm like, why? Oh, mama, go for a yeah. run or do something more. And now I'm like, I love walks well, too. Well, you can't go drinking. <laughs> you walk. Yeah. Yeah, that like, alternative. You know, everything was closed. So. Yeah, yeah. We go to the. We're like, let's go to the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just oh, like do walk. you want to go to the park? It's mm-hmm. like, ugh. But 
So just to wrap things up, like what would you tell your younger self? Also a terrible segue, but it's okay. No, 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 no that's okay. <laughs> what would I tell my younger self? I would tell my younger self to, which I think that I have, to mm. stay true to yourself. Mm. And like, don't, even if you don't have a certain path or whatever, like, that's okay. Yeah. But I think that like staying true to yourself and staying confident and, you know, all that is kind of like the most important thing. Hmm. And I guess like, don't, oh, this is what I was going to, this is what I thought about yesterday. <laughs> don't listen to the noise. Hmm. Which... I don't think I can take credit for that. I think I've like... I've well, like, define the noise. The noise is like, don't listen to the noise like around you. Like there's always going to mm. be people around you who tell you, you can't do that or you're not good enough mm. or like someone else is better. Mm. And I think it happens like everywhere with everyone. Like there are a lot of jealous people. There are a lot of people who will put you down. Mm. And like you might tell someone like, oh, I have an interview mm -hmm. for this big movie, mm -hmm. you know, with this big director mm -hmm. and I'm really excited about it. And that person will probably be like, well, you're not going to get that. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you're not qualified. Right. And you know, my mom is always, is very uh, like, she's a pretty private person and mm -hmm. she's the type of person where she's like, don't tell people things before it's before it's real mm. because they're not they're gonna wish harm mm -hmm, they're gonna mm -hmm. be jealous mm -hmm. and the, and like that's like the noise it's yeah. like just don't listen to the noise because like some people are jealous some people are just jealous for no reason really mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. like it's just so crazy to me too yeah. how much people care about about other people other people yeah. not doing well yeah which Strange. again is bad karma yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say, and just kind of like trust yourself. Cause like, even if you, even if I like wasn't where I am today and I was doing something completely different, mm -hmm. like that's okay. Yeah. And if tomorrow I decide I don't want to work in film anymore mm -hmm. and I want to go be a doctor, which mm -hmm. there's no way, but like, that's okay too. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think like kind of staying true to yourself and yeah, like blocking out the noise yeah. is, is important. And not really like care, like not caring about like mm -hmm. other what other people have to say about yeah. you or any of that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, before we do wrap up, I do want to say because you know obviously we started the conversation about confidence and like you did not misrepresent yourself, but because I know you, like things are just. I think it's important to say that like you are very confident and self assured, but it's not arrogance. That's like really you are, nice. you are a very kind and like sensitive person. Yeah. Like I do feel like you have very high emotional intelligence. Like there's, there. That is such a big compliment. Oh really? Yeah, because I think that sir, I, I don't even think that people really understand what that means. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is. Thank you. That is really. Yeah. No, I just yeah. wanted to emphasize that because like I obviously know you, so it's like I don't feel a need to have to like. Like it's easy just to have some of these conversations, but like for anyone, you know, most people who are watching don't know you, and I think it could come off like, oh well, I'm just like, I'm like I'm arrogant. It could come off like, oh, I'm I just know this is how great I am, but it's like yeah. that's not how you are present yourself. Yeah, it's just kind of like, um, and and it comes across in the things that you're saying, which is like just you know, treating people with you know respect and as mm -hmm. other humans and. 
Um, I think even how you, you know, ended things, but like, what would you tell your younger self? It's just kind of like knowing who you are and like just staying true to that. And you yeah. don't have to be more or less. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just wanted to put that out there that like, you're confident, but you're not like by any means like arrogant or anything yeah, like that. That's so, nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Just in case anyone got that's the wrong idea. Because I mean, I agree with you, but mm -hmm. also like, they don't, people don't know me. Exactly, so yeah. A different way, but I like, can vouch yeah. for her because I've known her for more than 15 years. So. Confident, not cocky, I yes. think is, uh, yeah. Yes, and that, yeah. that's definitely you. Yeah. yeah. And, and you. But I also think that's part of why, like, um, like, I feel like most anyone you meet, like, everyone likes you. And it's just because, like, you're just you. And you're just, like, yeah. not trying to be more than right. or less or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I just wanted to. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point too though like yeah. also like staying true to yourself like, yeah 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 thank yeah, you that's you're really welcome. nice well thank you for being on the show <laughs> that's so fun <laughs>